Listen, I think I need to give you guys a fair warning that I just finished pigging out on some McDonald's. And so your girl's feeling a little, a lot um, full and bloated. And I feel like my belly is so big that I just can't breathe. So just a warning in case, you know, you can tell that I'm out of breath. Um, show welcome back to the podcast. My name is Miriam, if you are new here, and this is the Becoming Miriam podcast. So Becoming Miriam is my personal little diary outlet, therapeutic, safe space for me to just talk about whatever it is I'm going through on my never-ending journey to becoming the best version of me. Yeah, anyways, um, this podcast has no structure, as you guys um, probably know, and I have no idea what I'm going to talk I mean, I, I decided like two seconds ago what I'm going to talk about, so we'll see how it goes, but I had no idea what I was going to talk about because I'm actually supposed to be recording for my other podcast with Tracy called The Anxiety Twins, in case you haven't checked that podcast out. Um, Anxiety Twins, that's A-N-X-I-E-T-W-I-N-S, Anxiety Twins. Um, so that's another podcast that I do with my friend Tracy. Um, and Tracy moved to Montana, so now we're struggling to like get back on track because we took like a whole year off, honestly, um, and figuring out how to podcast long distance. And so we were scheduled to record, but I think she fell asleep, which is totally okay, obviously. But um, yeah, so yeah, yeah. Anyways, um, so what I'm gonna attempt to talk about today is the five love languages. I've actually always wanted to talk about this on the podcast. I don't think I have before. Um, If I have, then my bad, but I'm pretty sure I have not. Um, Anyways, so the five love languages, I remember learning about them or reading the book many, many moons ago, like maybe early, early college. Um, I don't, I can't remember if I learned about them in school, which I feel like I had to have learned about them in school because how the heck else was I going to learn about the five love languages, you know? And like, I read the whole, like I have the the actual book and I read the whole book. So like someone had to have forced me to read this. Like, I don't imagine that I did it on my own. Um, but it is something that like, once I did learn about the five love languages, I always really like enjoyed the just having the understanding of them like it's something that I, I like to talk about and it's something that I find very in Andale, I'm sorry I just kicked I'm not like listen guys my life is kind of falling apart so I'm I have like this little like laptop stand for like your bed like a breakfast in bed type of little stand and so that's what I'm doing so I accidentally just kicked it so I'm sorry that you heard that anyways I forgot what I was saying um I think just that like I find it very interesting Um, It's just like a very interesting concept and so I think it's really cool and important for everybody to be aware of um, because it definitely does and like it it has a big influence and an impact on your relationships and I don't mean that only like in romantic relationships, any kind of relationships, um, people show love and express like their feelings in different ways, hence all the different love languages and so just having an understanding of your love language as well as 
the other party in the relationship's love language can really just benefit you guys. And so, yeah, I think. See, there I go, being out of breath from talking so much and eating. Um, anyways, so the book, and I have like a super old copy because, again, like someone forced me to read this. I know it. This one is, oh my gosh, 1992 is when my book was was printed. Anyways, the book is by Gary Chapman. Who the heck is that? No idea. Is he a doctor, a psychologist? Like I lit- Oh, he has a PhD. In what? I don't know. Anyway, so Gary Chapman. Um, so the book breaks down the five different love languages. And so I think I'm just going to kind of go through them um, and just kind of talk a little bit about what each one is and, you know, things like that. So I'm going to start. I'm just going to kind of follow the book. Um, so sorry if you guys can hear it, like hear me flipping the page or anything. Um, I should have taken notes, but you know, I didn't. So first love language we're going to be reviewing is words of affirmation. Let me find that chapter real quick. My bad. Where did it say? 39. I'm really sorry. I really should start being more prepared for these. Anyways, so words of affirmation. Um, so... They're pretty self-explanatory, I, I feel like. Um, but people whose love language is words of affirmation, um, they really appreciate. And so one thing, like, before I kind of get into it that I really wanted to point out, because this is something that, like, I also had to, like, really just make note of. Um, our love language, whatever your love language is, it's how you best receive love, but it's also how you feel most comfortable giving love. And so... That's something that like, once I learned about the five love languages and I did start to apply the information to my romantic relationships, I noticed at first there was a disconnect because that didn't click for me at first. Um, So there was a disconnect. My love language is receiving gifts. And so that I realized that that's also how I like to show love. So I would go and like spend all my money and like spend time making like different like crafts and like just different kinds of gifts. And here I was thinking that like, I'm doing so much and I'm like giving so much to this person. And like, I wasn't, it wasn't hitting the way that I intended for it to hit. And it's because they had a different love language. And so even though to me, the effort that I was putting in through gifts as a love language and like me giving my love that way, to me, it was like super significant, but to them, he didn't see it that way and he like he was thankful of course but like it didn't make the same impact on him that like it would on me or that I was hoping it would because we had different love languages and kind of in the reverse being that like his love language was something different than mine he also didn't do the gift stuff as much as I like would have appreciated or would have like wanted. And so I also wasn't feeling the same impact. And like, to me, I just like, I didn't feel appreciated for like a a big, like very significant amount. Like I just didn't feel appreciated. And again, it's because he had a different love language. So he was showing me love in a different way that I wasn't like receiving well. Um, So I think that's just something to like, I mean, maybe it's common sense and I just missed it when I was younger because, you know, who knows? I'm kind of, Maybe I'm just dumb. I don't know. But, like, keep in mind that it's how you want to receive love, but, like, subconsciously, like, that's also how you naturally will give love. And 
again, not everyone's going to receive it the same way. So just something to think about. Okay, so going back to the individual love languages. So the first one that we will go over is words of affirmation. And again, kind of self-explanatory. People whose love language is words of affirmation appreciate words. They want to be told what they mean to you. They want to be appreciated. They want to be encouraged. Like that's, they'll take that and like that's how they feel the love the most. So... The first sentence in the book for this chapter is a quote by Mark Twain. I can live for two months on a really good compliment. And so it's just really the verbal like reassurance is how I take this. I'm obviously not re like I have the book in front of me, but it turns out it's a lot of words and I'm not going to read it. Like I, I have a good understanding of what the love languages are. So all of this is my like interpretation and understanding of the love languages. Just, you know, a little disclaimer. Um, anyway, so words of affirmation. Again, pretty self-explanatory. Um, if you think about it in like a work setting, maybe just hearing from your manager, like, hey, you're doing a really great job, or I appreciate you staying late today, or, um, you know, things like that. So just those, those just verbal communication and verbal appreciation um in like a family setting like you know checking in and like hey appreciate you watching the kids for me you know whatever it may be just like again the verbal compliments and I think that this can be like it's not it shouldn't be like a forced thing like um I was watching actually a YouTube video earlier today and it had like a skit from the office where like Jim and Pam are doing their whole like couples therapy and it's like really awkward and forceful like I appreciate that you appreciate me doing you know like that whole situation like that's unnatural and uncomfortable and I think that people that have that like words of affirmation is their primary love language they they could pick up on that like they they want it to be authentic they want to like truly hear that appreciation um but like at the same time like having the understanding that Eliza relax having the understanding that like it's not everyone's love language so some people don't communicate as directly and they may make an effort and it may feel unnatural but like you also want to be understanding that like hey they know that that's my love language it's not there so they're trying and I appreciate that so just kind of having this understanding of the love language is super important but again words of affirmation they're looking for um, encouraging words something that's going to help inspire them reassurance reassurance so just you know acknowledgement making them feel like hey what you're doing is good like you're doing a great job that kind of stuff. I appreciate you. I love you. Like they want to hear it primarily. And again, if it's your love language, that's also, you may find yourself giving your love that way. So you're going around like dropping compliments left and right, telling everybody you appreciate them, like just spreading the love and positivity. That's incredible. Um, but again, like you want like just... I know I'm like really driving this home because like this was like the hard lesson that I had to learn. It's just you may like give out your love that way and someone like may be like, oh, cool, thanks. And like not take it the same way that like you would. So just keep that in mind. Alrighty, up next is my personal love language. Um, receiving gifts. Oh, I lied. Quality time is next. Quality time. My bad. The book lied to me. 
Anyways, page 55. Let's flip. Again, I don't even know why I'm flipping because I just told you guys I'm not reading this. Um, so, what's the next one? Quality time. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Quality time. Um, this one, also very, all of these are self-explanatory. I really don't need to make a podcast on this. I just want to talk. Um, so, quality time. This love language, of course, appreciates the time. And it may be like, because I think that there's... How do I, like, what am I trying to think and say? I don't know. Um, so quality time, like, there's this idea that people have where it's, like, you need to designate, like, quality time to spend together. Like, for the next hour, we're going to put our phones away and we're going to, like, only pay attention. Like, yes, I think that that is important where you have that designated quality time. But at the same time, sometimes... Wait a second, I want to make sure I... Yeah, sometimes I wanted to make sure I'm not like mixing up the love languages, but like sometimes quality time to like a person whose love language is quality time is simply being around the other person. Even if you guys are busy, I don't remember what my like order is of quality time. Uh, I mean of uh, love languages. I know gifts is my top one, but I don't remember what like what order they go in. Um, and I remember there was one that was pretty close. So I don't remember what it is though. Anyways, but for like example, like I like to spend time with people that I love but it doesn't have to be like oh we're gonna go out and do this and like for the next two hours we're only like paying attention to each other and don't talk to you know like it doesn't have to be like that like even if we're just in the same room or just like around each other like we may both be busy but we're still around each other and like to me that's still quality time and like again not everybody sees it that way so yes everybody's going to be different and your main love language may be quality time and like you you don't feel that way and like to you you only appreciate it or like you mostly appreciate it when it is like that designated type of quality time rather than like just being around each other but at least in my personal experience with quality time as a love language um it doesn't have to be like, like when I say some, like sometimes I guess like thinking back on like relationships, if I were to like ask like, Hey, let's hang out. And the other person is like, Oh, I can't, I have homework or, or I can't, I have to work on this or clean or I don't know. Like to me, I just like want to be in your presence and like to me that's hanging out and like that's quality time to me whether you're like doing homework I'm doing homework like as long as we're together and around each other like I still consider that quality time and so that's another thing that like again everyone's different but like just have just making the effort even if it's like hey um I have five minutes before work can I like stop by you know like I don't know it's just it doesn't have to be like an overthought out very like detailed plan like quality time just means like hey you're 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 putting the effort to give me some of your time and like to me that's quality like if you're taking five minutes out of your day to like stop by and just like see me like I remember when I was dating Sean um, he worked five minutes from my house and so he there was a few times where like he would come over on his lunch breaks or like I would go and have lunch with him like at work and like it's not a lot of allotted time but just the fact that like we're able to like 
designate some time and make that effort to be around each other and be with each other like that meant a lot to me and so again with the quality time it's really just about like you're trying like there, there's some effort into like let's spend some time together like it may not be your full undivided attention but like at least you're here with me you know so that's my take on quality time all right moving on up next is my personal top love language um and that is receiving gifts and just just for funsies i don't know if you guys all are bleh, I don't know if you guys are all aware of this and it's very dumb and random and it just popped in my head and I feel like this need to tell you guys, um, receiving gifts, the chapter is number, it's the sixth chapter. Six is my favorite number. I just thought I would tell you guys that anyways. Yeah. I don't know. I'm sorry. Um, so when I first learned about or heard about the love languages, not fully like learned about them, but when I first heard about the love languages and I like took the quiz and didn't even know what they all meant. And like, I saw that my love language was receiving gifts. I was like, damn, really bro? Like if, if you don't know what the love languages are and like, you don't like think about them really, it just seems kind of like shallow and like kind of gold diggery. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, buy me things and I'll love you. You know? No, that's not not what it is. Uh, I mean, yeah, it is, but like not fully. <laughs> so with receiving gifts, this one is, it's just about like, to me, again, all of this whole podcast is about just my interpretation, my understanding, and being that like, I've tested the love languages several, several times. Like I've, there's an, like an assessment for it. I've done it several, several times. And like every time I always get gifts as my top love language and it like reflects accurately in my life. Um, it doesn't have to be like, go spend your money on this. It's really more about Hey, I was thinking about you. Hey, I thought you would appreciate this. Hey, this reminded me about you of you. And like, you know, just a little bit of like an effort. Like, hey, I know you really love this. So I like I thought I found this for you and I thought you would really like it. Like, it's more about that. It's like, hey, you were out at the store. You happened to see my favorite candy bar, my favorite types of chips, my favorite drink, and you like thought about me and you were like, "Oh, she would like this. Let me get this for her. It could have cost you two dollars. It could like it. It it does the monetary attachment to the gift does not matter at all. Like not one bit. It's really about that. Like I was thinking about you, and so I got you this. Um, or um, even just like you you may not have like any money at all, and you may not be at the store. But like my birthday is coming up. Let me make you a card or something like draw me a picture like it's it's just having like some sort of physical representation of your love and your appreciation towards me that like makes my heart just melt like it makes me so happy and um again yeah that monetary value does not matter and again that's also um, the way I show love so like growing up when I like first started getting into romantic relationships, like at first 
I had no responsibilities. I, I've always worked. So, like, I got my first job right when I turned 16. Like, once I was allowed to work, I've always had a job. And not everyone else did, like, as far as, like, my peers and, like, my boyfriend at the time. So, I had a little bit of extra money that, like, not everyone else did. And I was a kid. I lived at home. I didn't have responsibilities or bills. Like, I had zero problem blowing my money on people and it's terrible because like I look back and I'm like damn dude like you should not have been the one buying everything like anything like I would like just cash out and again like as a kid so like cashing out doesn't mean like thousands of dollars but like a lot of a lot of money and like all my money as a kid so like I would buy my boyfriend shoes and clothes and like literally anything that I thought that he would like I would just buy it. Like, I would be at the store and be like, oh my gosh, he would love this. Buy it. He would mention something. Um, oh, I saw, like, this really cool pair of shoes. Or, like, whatever. Like, even casually. And, like, I would make note of that. And then, like, I would go and, like, spend hundreds of dollars and, like, buy that. Um, Steven, too. Like, Steven was not a gift love language at all. But, like, I would buy that man watches and, like, I, I, anything that I could like I would I just to me that's how I gave love like I just wanted to just spoil people and I shouldn't have because like not in like a they didn't deserve it but like I was just really irresponsible with my money and like especially when I realized or I guess just looking back, like, especially being that, like, it wasn't his love language. So, like, yes, to me, I'm buying him all these really nice things and spending hundreds of dollars on him. And, like, they don't, like, he appreciates them, yes. But, like, they don't mean the same thing. Like, and not at all in a bashing way of course like you guys know I love Steven forever and always so very much but like I remember I bought him like a pair of Beats headphones once the man left them at the gym and so they were lost like right away he left them at the gym twice <laughs> he left them and then thankfully like a nice little old lady found them and turned them in to the front desk so he got lucky and was able to get him back and then, like, immediately after, he ended up leaving them at the gym again and did not get so lucky. And, yeah. Yeah. So, like, and again, like, accidents happen, things happen. But, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, to me, if I would have received a pair of headphones, like, they would be, like, my prized possession. Because, like, he bought them for me. And, like, these were given to me with love. And, like, in fact, I have, he, he bought me a few watches and I have two of them and like I like overly obsess over things that like are gifts and I'm like oh my god this is like just so special to me like I can never ruin it so like those watches like I never wear them they're also really big and bulky and like I kind of outgrew like the big watch phase um but like I just like I overly take care of things be when they're gifts because like to me like I would like it would absolutely crush me or devastate me if like anything ever happened to these items because they were given to me like from a person that I love and like to me like they mean so so much and like to other people like they're just they're just items like they don't matter that much. Um 
I don't know how I got on a tangent, but anyways, like the monetary value really doesn't matter. It was all about just like, hey, you t- you thought about me or you took the effort to like write me a note. Like I still have, my sister once um, wrote me, when I first moved to moved away for college, um, she wrote me like little letters and like I still have every single one and like I don't ever want to wrinkle them like I just I like overly protect things that were given to me like they're just paper and like obviously they have words and like they mean so much to me but like that's like it doesn't matter like she didn't spend any money on them she took out a piece of paper and like a pencil and wrote things and like still that gift meant so much to me and like to this day like I still value it so so much so it's not at all about like you guys just want to be like like spoiled and you guys just want people to spend their money on you like no I just want to like be in someone's mind and like you know like you know you see something you think about me and like oh let me give this to you or like right now like um Orlando for Christmas gave me like the world's coolest freaking Christmas gift ever and like when I opened it like your girl cried like it was so beautiful and it was the Demon Slayer Mugen Train so the movie in limited edition and it comes in like this sick just packaging and like he knows that like I love Demon Slayer and like he saw that and he's like ooh Miriam would love this like stuff like that like that just means the world like people that know something about you and like can like match that I don't know I mean I'm sure you guys get it but like yeah receiving gifts that's my love language but again it's not everyone else's so yep up next number four acts of service um this one is not mine at all actually this might be one of my lower ones again i don't remember my list but acts of service um so acts of service is really kind of doing things like acts of service like again self-explanatory but like doing things for other people to like help them out so like you know if your spouse is really busy and like has a long to-do list like what can I do to like take something off your plate like oh let me wash the dishes that way you don't have to worry about it like let me tag out the garbage let me go fill your gas tank up like whatever it is like doing something for the person that you love or for the person that like you're trying to appreciate just to kind of ease the load off of them. Um, and when I said like, it's not mine at all, like I do appreciate acts of service, but like they don't make the same, like they don't make like a crazy big impact on me. Like, um, I remember, I always like try to just think of examples, but like when I was dating Sean, um, I'm pretty sure there was like a few times, like he would be over and like, you know, we would cook together and make a meal and like he would do the dishes and like, yeah, I appreciate it. I hate doing the dishes, but like, I didn't like fall head over heels. Like, oh my God, thank you so much for doing the dishes for me. Like that means so much to me. Like I, it didn't matter like whether he did the dishes or didn't like, it was nice and I appreciated it. But like, if you didn't do it, like I would be exactly the same. Like I didn't care. Um, again, I do appreciate it. And like those acts of services are still very nice. And like, I love I love, I love getting help because like, I, 
if you guys know anything about me, get overwhelmed very easily when I have big to-do lists. Um, but like with me personally, I don't know how to ask for help. And a lot of times when I get help, I struggle with accepting it because I feel like I burden somebody or like, oh, they're probably annoyed with me or mad at me that they had to do that for me. So I don't take it in like a positive way. Like I'm thankful. I appreciate it. I need help sometimes, but like it's not my love language so like it doesn't make that same impact on me whereas like to other people like you helping them out by like doing the dishes or let me take the trash out or I'll vacuum today or like you know I know you have a lot on your like work list like I'll take something off your plate like it's just doing those things to like help that other person and people whose love language is that like they really appreciate that obviously um yeah, I don't have too much more to say on that one because, again, it's not my love language and it's pretty low on my list. Last one is probably, I think, the lowest on my list. I can't remember. This one in acts of service. One of them are the lowest on my list. Um, the last love language is physical touch. Um, Yeah. So... Again, the, these two I like don't have too much to talk about, but um, physical touch, they, people with this love language just really like to feel that physical touch, self-explanatory, and just that closeness. So whether that be holding hands or hugs or even like not in a romantic way, like you know how some people will like put their hand on your shoulder to like really let that let you know that like, I'm here for you or like I don't know stuff like that like that physical touch I guess I sh should have read those two because I don't got a lot here hmm. Ew, that's weird ah uh, this one's good this one's good I, I like flip the page if your spouse's primary love language is physical touch nothing is more important than holding her as she cries um I will say so so okay let me let me think let me think out loud um it's not my love language because I try to generalize the love languages to all relationships rather than simply focusing on the romantic relationships um so to me and maybe the love languages were born out of like looking at couples and romantic like the romantic aspect but for me I really think that it's important to take the love languages and expand that outside of just romantic relationships because like even you know family members and friends like you still want to sh show them that you love them and like you still want to strengthen those relationships too even in like a professional setting like you still want to have those positive relationships so again I, I feel like they've been generalized but like me personally I think that the love languages should be more than just like romantic and so because I like generalize them overall with all my relationships, I don't like to be touched. I don't like when people get in my bubble. I just, I don't like it. Like get away from me. Don't like, I just don't, I don't want to be like, stay out of my bubble. Um, but in a romantic relationship, then give me all the physical touch. Like I want to hold hands. I want you to freaking put your like arms around me like you know like in a romantic relationship yes 
I do really love the physical touch and I feel like who doesn't like if it's somebody that you love and you're attracted to romantically like of course you're going to want that physical touch um so like that little comment about like if your spouse's primary love language is physical touch nothing is more important than holding her as she cries like it's not my primary love language but like if I'm in a romantic relationship and I'm having a hard time I'm crying I'm like going through it I'm just down I'm sad whatever it may be like yes I want my partner to hug me and like to physically be there to support me like that is huge and that's not even my love language so I can't imagine like if it was my number one love language like then that's probably very true like you like I would be devastated if like I'm sitting here crying and like my husband is just over there like not consoling me physically like not hugging me um and even I know I've talked about um like I have a whole podcast about my relationship with Sean and like that whole situation but like the thing that like really bonded me with him um right at the beginning was a situation that was basically that like I was having a panic attack and he dropped everything he came to me and he just held me so like that right there is quality time and physical touch like we were he I don't know what he was doing but he it dropped everything to like hey Miriam needs me Miriam's having a hard time I'm gonna go be by her so like now we're spending quality time together and literally I'm just like in a panic attack crying 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 and he just like hugs me and just holds me and like lets me cry it out and so now that there's that physical touch as well and like that right there was literally probably why I fell in love with him and like why that whole like why I became so attached to him was because of like that and again it's just that support about like hey this person really cares about me like they're they're helping me through it and it's just through different like love languages so yeah that physical touch um can be important uh, i i definitely for me see it in like that romantic aspect but again in a non-romantic relationships like please don't touch me like i don't like to hug so those are the five love languages um I, again, think that the love languages are super important because that's how you appreciate, like, how you, how you feel the most loved and how you give love. And so if you're really, like, focused on making a relationship work, and again, in my opinion, it's any relationship, romantic, family, friends, colleagues, whatever it may be, um, you want to... Like, it's kind of like knowing your audience, I think. Um, I was also a communication major in college in my undergrad. So, like, communication is, like, very, very important to me. And I think that this falls very in line with that. And just, like, you need to know how to communicate your love to the other party in the relationship. And so, if you have no idea, you know, like, you've are in a relationship and things just aren't working out and like you guys have never had like an open conversation and like I think that going through the love languages and again there's an assessment I'm pretty sure you can do it for free online um that'll kind of give you your list of like your love languages in order again I'm pretty sure mine is um receiving gifts first and then I'm pretty sure it's quality time 
words of affirmation, acts of service, and then physical touch. I think that's my list. Um, I've done it plenty of times, so like I should know it, but I don't remember. But something like that. Um, anyway, so there's an online assessment, but what I was trying to like point out is like, I think that it would, it's like, regardless of if things are good or bad in whatever relationship you guys are, you're working on, um, it could never hurt to like, talk about your love languages, do the assessment, have your partner do the assessment. And that way, you know, you have that insight into your audience. Like your audience is whoever the other person is, you need to learn the best communication style so you can adapt it to like be effective on this person. And so having this insight of like, how does this person feel appreciated? How does this person feel love? Um, it's going to help you one, show them the love. And it's also going to help you have understanding into like how they're giving you love. Because again, like for me, I have that huge disconnect, like with Steven, where like, I'm over here, like pouring all my love, thinking that I'm pouring all my love towards him with gifts and he wasn't receiving it the same way and I'm over here feeling not appreciated because he doesn't do the gifts for me but like that's not how he's giving me love and so like to me I'm over here thinking that like he doesn't appreciate me this and that like blah 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 but in reality he was appreciating me a ton just in a different way that I wasn't receiving um so having that understanding just really helps to kind of just kind of bring that connection so that you guys both have this understanding of like hey like if I would have and I'm sure I knew I'm pretty sure like I already learned about the I'm positive I already knew about the love languages when I was dating Steven but like you know people just forget about important information and like just don't care to like implement it or remember but like if I would have like thought about this and brought it back to the surface and maybe had a discussion with him or maybe had him do the assessment to learn what his love language was, then I would have been able to recognize like, hey, his love language is something different. That's how he's giving me love. And like, that's why I'm feeling unappreciated is because he's doing it in a different way. And then possibly I wouldn't have felt so unappreciated because I would have known that he was giving me love just in a different way that I wasn't recognizing. Well, I think that that's all I have for you today. Um, thank you so much for coming to uh, my lecture hall. And I hope you guys learned a lot about the five love languages. Um, again, I really love communication and stuff like this. Like, I'm like, I like mental health communication stuff. Like I kind of nerd out about it. So um, I would love to know what your love language is. Um, again, the assessment is available on the interwebs. I'm pretty positive that it's free or again, they're very self-explanatory. So if you just have like pretty good self-awareness and like can recognize, Hey, I do that a lot or Hey, I like this the best then maybe you just know what your love language is just by like kind of reviewing or thinking about them. Um, but again, I would love to know. So you guys should take the assessment or just thinking about the love languages and then let me know. Um, or maybe you've never heard about the love languages. I'd love to know your thoughts or maybe you already know and master and like love languages, like psh, you, you already know. So I'd love to know, like, again, these, are, this podcast was just my interpretation, my understanding of them. Um, I didn't, I haven't read the book in a year, so 
I'm sure like I like missed out on some of like some important aspects so if there's anything that like is big that I miss like I just want basically if you're not picking up what I'm putting down I just want you guys to talk to me so yeah anyways my Instagram is at becoming Miriam podcast please follow me and uh, please talk to me um also I've never like plugged myself like this but I'm pretty sure that you can rate the podcast on the Spotify and on the Apple podcast so if you can rate the podcast be sure to give me only a five stars if you're gonna give me anything less just don't give me anything at all if you have nothing nice to say don't say anything at all so anyways yeah that's it I love you guys um and you're the best okay bye love you